get a lot of, um, I guess, heat from people like, why did you want to be a prosecutor? Like, oh, you're, you know, you're black. Like, you're you're just becoming a part of the people system. People that's black as well? Yes. That's they're sad, like, though. Yeah, they're like, why would you want to do that? That's like, you're, you, you're one of us and, like, you're turning your backs on us. Like, you're putting us away. Hi, kings and queens. This is Still Sharp and Still. What's up, y'all? This is Still Sharp and Still. We are back again. Mr. Love is Love, and we got a beautiful guest. This is my sis right here. I'm going to let her introduce herself, but more so tell her, you know, her story. Hi, everybody. My name is Brunette Rutherford. I am born and raised from Brooklyn. Um, I'm currently a prosecutor, and I have been doing that for about over a year now. Um, went to University of Bridgeport. I uh, went to Drake University Law School, um, and yeah, so I'm here to tell you all about my story. Yeah, we definitely got to tap in. First of all, you said you are a prosecutor now, but how long you been really practicing law, like since? Mm -hmm. Like, how long you been practicing law? Um, so I started officially last year in August. Okay. Um, and I have just been in the grind doing everything ever since. So, yeah, it's been about a year and three months. How's that journey so far? Uh, it's been crazy. <laughs> it has just... I feel like last year was just like me getting used to everything. Um, so that was August to December. Then in January, the laws kind of changed in terms of uh, what are bailable offenses, meaning um, if somebody gets arrested for a crime, what could the courts set bail on? So that completely changed uh, as of January this year. Um, and then COVID happened. So everything kind of just shut down, like courts closed. Um, we couldn't really work on our cases. Uh, it just, it's just been a mess. Like the last time I was in court, like for real, for real, was in March of this year. What? And then I uh, just did a trial for the first time. Uh, I want to say in September last month. But like being in court in September was the first time that I had actually been in court since March. So it was like six months not being in court at all. Wow. And then you just became a prosecutor, like. Fully in, so yeah. it's like this is like a whole new thing. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Since March. Yeah. Ooh, so all like now they they coming in. Yeah, I mean, so now things are kind of getting back to normal. They're trying to open the courts up, but it's really uh, it's different because like it'll be only certain days of the week, or like they'll do certain stuff virtually, so you get to see the judge um, on Skype. But you can't, it's, it's not the same. Like, even arraignments, like, people get arrested and have to see the judge. It's all done virtually. Yeah. Like, nothing is done in person the way how it used to be every single day. Like, people aren't in the courts the way they used to be. It's it's, it's strange. Yeah, it's, it's strange. There's something, there's something to adapt to, though. Yeah, so, definitely. Okay. And the question is just, like, what will this look like in 2021? Because yeah. some people are like, well, things are going to go straight back to normal, but I don't think so. Now that we know that we can do things virtually, it doesn't necessarily make sense to just go right back to doing everything how we used to, especially if people's safety and health is at risk, too. So. Do, you, you, do you bring your cases on home with you? Yeah, and I can actually access them like on a virtual, oh, virtual like system, okay. so I don't necessarily need the physical cases all the time. Say, I can so. only imagine how the house looking with all that paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Sheesh. Yep. Mad That's, nice, That's one yeah. thing about like being a lawyer. Like I'm, I'm not really knowledgeable of less like the system and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I know y'all have a lot of paperwork. Like I see yes. people like books. Stacks yes. of papers. And like, I don't know if y'all ever seen like in movies, even with like attorneys, they always have like that bookshelf of all yeah. like the cases. Yeah. Like that's always like how it looks. But 
um yeah it's a lot of paper a lot of law a lot of everything but now that we're like in the 21st century we can like look things up online, online yeah. so it's not everything is already in the phone all hands yeah exactly yeah. you can do it on your phone so yeah so you, you would say like now it's going to be a whole new adjustment like do you think it's a balance like with the virtual world and how things used to be done is going to be like a balance now i think so i mean i'm 25 so i'm pretty young and i'm a young attorney so mm -hmm. i deal with a lot of attorneys who are way older than me um and you know they're the ones who need to adjust because like for us like using the computer using mm -hmm. our phones this is normal mm -hmm. but like for them it's been experience of being on skype or trying to figure out how to open zoom like but they're working on it and they kind of like it because a lot of them now can be at home and you know be with their families but also do their work too so i think it's a good we're moving in the right direction that's good being yeah. that you're so young in the in the legal system how do you do you feel like there's something that you that you would like to change yes um i think for me though it's what i've come to realize is there's a lot of things that I can't necessarily change on my own, but what I can change in terms of like culture is um, like ha having a helping hand to those who are coming after me, making sure that if I know something, if I learn things, I can teach who's coming after me or support those who's coming after me because I've already done it. So I know what, what it is, how I messed up or, yeah. you know, and I can be that support for those who want to do what I want to do. But in terms of like the law itself, that's a little more complicated mm -hmm. because yeah. in order to change the law, it matters who we vote, like who we're voting for. It goes into policy. It's policy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so like there's a difference with law versus policy. Policy is all going to be dependent on who we have representing us. This is economics one on one right here. Yeah. I remember that law versus policy. Yeah. yeah it's for real, it's for real. totally different. Like, and that's why everything is kind of all intermingled with politics and law. But when you're a practicing lawyer, you're more so focused on advocating for what's already like on paper. Like you're not really trying to change things, mm -hmm. really. Um, the people who are trying to change things are the people who are like your representatives, yeah, like the congressmen yeah. and all exactly. that, and the Bidens. Let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. At the same time, though, um, so it sounds like um, you would love to incorporate a support system. Definitely, absolutely, I love that. yeah, I love that. absolutely. Okay. You, was it like ever like a situation where somebody taught you, or you had to learn everything on your own? So uh, I should throw this out there, but I, I'm also a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, which mm -hmm. you know. And one of the things that uh, I found by joining my sorority mm -hmm. is I had a support group. I was able to network and mentor with lovely ladies who do this work. And it's very important because for us as black people, we don't necessarily always see people who look like us, us. in some of these fields. Mm -hmm. And it's hard because when I step in a room and I don't see anyone that looks like me, I feel a type like a tad bit uncomfortable. So having those people to say or show me like what it is that I need to do, I think it made it easier for me. Um, and it was so, a smoother transition. Exactly, I and it's it. something that I want to do for other people as well. No, that takes me to the next question: like, what made you wanted to become a prosecutor in the first place? Yeah. So interestingly enough, this is not something that I ever thought I would do. I never really? wanted to do criminal law. So this ever. was a whole three sixty. Yeah, it, wow. it was. I never wanted to do criminal law. I always felt like. Um, 
it would be too much because mm -hmm. so much is at stake. When you think about um, just like our history or what our freedoms are, like life, liberty, and death, right? Like we could really go into those things, but you know, you have the right to live, you have your liberties, and in this country, some states believe in the death penalty. Yeah. Never wanted to be involved in something that would have such a, a like a gravity, like a high like stakes game type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but when I was in law school, I went to a program where um, it was talking about the racial disparities, like in the criminal justice system, and how black people, Hispanic people, are incarcerated at such a disproportionate rate to all other types of groups and I was like hmm like that's really crazy like, so that that made you that was like you like that pushed you that motivated it you? did it was like well yes it opened my eyes up but it also made me think how can I get involved like what can I do here and I remember I spoke to one of my mentors in school and I said like I'm struggling with this like I do want to be a part of this but what do I do like do I become a prosecutor do I become a defense attorney like what do I do mm -hmm. And he said, Burnett, you know, like, you could always be a defense attorney. You can always represent people. And people definitely, um, they have a constitutional right to an attorney. Like, they deserve that. But prosecutors have more power because the prosecutor has the discretion to say, these charges are, like, bogus or, you know, these charges don't necessarily amount to what actually happened. These are not appropriate charges. And you can ultimately dismiss the case if you feel like it's not... You know, so from my understanding, it sounds like it's in your hands to go to jail or go home. Yeah. And so when you think about that, like, that's, that's a lot of power. And mm -hmm. so for me, if I know that a system has a lot of flaws or a system is not necessarily always fair, why not be a part of the side that can actually exercise some type of discretion or exercise just like doing the right thing? Just choice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's what that's what kind of led me down that path of becoming a prosecutor. It's crazy because you spoke about just like black people and like you know if you notice we always gotta do the one extra you know we yes. always we already at a disadvantage yes. so like you being in the room and seeing like the European culture like explain to me how it was your first day. Like, take me through yeah. the emotions of yeah. the first day of the job. Yeah, that was that was a tough day. Just off the strength that um, I had started early. Mm -hmm. I didn't start, like, because when you kind of start, you start with a class of people. So it was like 50 people, but I started early. So it was me and two other people who actually started. That day, when we first got in, we met with the DA himself. Mm -hmm. um, and he sworn us in. Like, we did an oath, raised our right hand and everything. Like, took an oath. Legit. Yeah, vowed to, you know, do the right thing, express... Um, exercise the right um, amount of discretion and that we would represent the district attorney and it, like you're hearing these words and you're saying them and it's like okay I don't represent myself anymore I represent the district attorney and everything that I do is a representation of you know the people of the state of New York like I represent like the people state lie, yeah like, people right it sounds like in that moment you was just realizing like yo like this is all <laughs> <happening here. laughs> happening right now Facts. Oh, like it was just like whoa like this is what i've been working my whole life towards and it's like i'm at the time i think i was 24 so it's just like whoa like this is a lot like i'm just this young girl like who is 
I had so much responsibility. And so I think for me, it was it was a good feeling, but it was also like a lot. Like, mm -hmm. And I'm also carrying my ancestors on my back. All the time. All the time. I just, I was all like, time. okay, like this is real, but I got this. I'm here for a reason. I could do this. So a lot it's of pressure, like, but yeah. you still got to do it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Let's applaud the Black Victory 24 <laughs> as a prosecutor. You know, we want to shout out Burnett for all that. We're going to tap in with more questions, but I just want to show you love. You know, today you definitely pulled up. I got a shirt for you. Thank you. you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Still shopping still. I love it. We're gonna definitely tap in though because it's just a lot we gotta speak about. And I do wanna ask you like what makes you what makes a good prosecutor? Uh that's a really good question. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have seen um Netflix. All right. When they see us, no. Oh. When they see us. <laughs> All right. The 13th. About the Central Park Five. Yeah. Central Park like, Five. Yeah, I see that. You guys yeah. have some. Yeah, I see, I see bits and pieces. So I mean, that was a tough thing to watch. Even if you didn't see it in totality, I could understand because it's something that I couldn't even watch fully. But um, you know, that really was something that really happened. Like our parents lived through that. Um, with the Central Park Five, how they kind of were the system failed them you know and so i would say that's an example of a bad prosecutor if you want to watch what a bad prosecutor is or what injustice basically do. exactly um but a good prosecutor one thing that they tell us is that our duty is to always seek justice and not just convict so i think it's powerful because a lot of times i get a lot of um i guess heat from people like why did you want to be a prosecutor like Oh, you're, you know, you're black, like, you're you're just becoming a part of the People system. that's black as well? Yes. That's they're like, sad, Yeah, though. they're like, why would you want to do that? That's like, sad. you're you you're one of us, and, like, you're turning your backs on us, like, you're putting us away. Mm -hmm. And that's hard to hear, because when you think about what we're supposed to do, which is seek justice and not convict, my job, when I get a file, I'm not thinking automatically, like, okay, yeah, this person's going to jail. No, nah, I'm thinking, what are the holes in this case? Like, what what happened? First of all, I need to speak to all my witnesses, the police, the victims, any eyewitnesses, figure out what happened, if anything went wrong, if things aren't adding up. Because sometimes it's not all the way. Yeah, does it, it kind of takes me to my next question, too. Like, so that's how you approach all your cases, basically. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, there's been times where, like, it's... You, you could say that either what the person did wasn't a crime, meaning that they shouldn't have been charged at all, mm -hmm. or the, the crimes that they were charged with are not appropriate. Give so me an example. Like, um, okay, so one example. If you could. Yeah, I, I'll give you an example because I'm not saying any names or anything like mm -hmm. that. But I've had a case where um, a search warrant was done on a home. So the police were able to go into the home because uh, the judge signed off on a search warrant saying that they were able to search the premises for any types of anything that would be drug related, essentially. So that's what the police did. They executed the search warrant. I knocked on the door. They went and searched the home. What did they find? They found um like, you know, like the um like cough syrup, like codeine type thing. Oh, like lean and like stuff. Like lean. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you know, they, they they were charged with uh, criminal possession of a controlled substance. That okay. that was a misdemeanor, and that's literally the only thing that the person was charged with. So. The defense attorney calls me like, hey, like, you know, uh, I don't think this is right and you should look into it, this, that, and the third. And I'm like, all right, whatever, I'll look into it. I, you know, get it tested by the lab who has to test whether or not there is anything in the cough syrup at all. Mm -hmm. Whatever. So we wait for that. 
lab results come back. Do you know that the lab results said that there was nothing in the cough syrup? Like there was nothing in it. Like it was there was no there was no evidence of a controlled substance at all in this. So what was the reason for them to even get the search warrant in the first place? If you could specify. I really don't know. I, I don't know if if he had other cases and that they thought that he might have been dealing drugs or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. I don't really know. It just was given to you. And I just got that yeah, case. Yeah. And, you know, but when the lab results came back, there was nothing in the bottle. Like, there was nothing. So, I, I mean, if he's charged with... If he's charged with possessing a controlled substance and I have a lab report that says there's no, no controlled substance in the, the bottle, what do I have to do? That's the opinion. I have though. to dismiss the case. That's the example of the justice system right now. It's so many cases that be going under the rugs just like that. And like, how you feel about the no-knock warrant that happened to Breonna Taylor? See, yeah, that that's, that's a blurry conversation right there. It is. It's very controversial, and <laughs> you know, I have my personal comment, uh, mm -hmm. personal thoughts on that. Just being a black woman, um, but it, it's tough because in every state the laws vary, and so there are certain things that can be done, um, and you know, even with them being able to carry out there, like it's it's certain things that differs from there, from but New York. from yeah. New York, but. Uh, I guess what I will say on that is just, uh, yeah, Breonna Taylor needs justice. That's all it is. Shout out to Breonna Taylor. So, we love you. Family still so we would like to have a moment of silence for Breonna Taylor. That's what you said. I'm going to pay back on that really fast. You were just pretty much saying the whole idea, the whole concept is to, 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 to search justice and not convict. Mm-hmm. How can you? How can we get more prosecutors to be like that? Mm -hmm. Like, from like watching, you, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Because like from watching, I'm not saying TV is is like the reality, but from watching a lot of shows, a lot of a lot of, and I'm not saying but Law and Order and everything, mm -hmm. they more focused on just convicting. Yeah. yeah. They, like instead of just getting a lot of research, when there's a lot of when there's a lot of evidence in front of their face, mm -hmm. when there's a lot of evidence that's missing, mm -hmm. they're more focused on just yeah, convicting the individuals. So yeah. how can we get more prosecutors to just take the time and to, go through the process so to be there's two things with that let me see okay first is that i want to say that the culture has definitely shifted um i know like in the 80s like new york was crazy you know with crack and everything like just like it, <laughs> talk about it it's a lot so the culture of I would say the police department and even prosecutors at that time was more so like put these people away, put these people away. Like yeah, that's what Julian, that's Giuliani's era, yeah. I believe. Get them out of here, yeah. put them away. And so now there's been a shift. It's not really like that. And as we've seen even with this year, there's been a lot of tensions with just like you know what we see after George Floyd, and it, it, it's a lot of things that you can see the community is not really going to take anymore yeah. but it's putting pressure on um the governor the putting system. pressure on the system. the system the police department is putting pressure so i think that you will find there are more prosecutors who are focused now on um like what we would call um rehabilitation so not okay. necessarily focused on putting people in, in jail but how to help people like actually help them mental health yeah exactly we are more focused on that and i can definitely attest to that um and a lot of people actually are not going to jail i don't know if you guys are familiar but a lot of the um jails on rikers islands actually has closed down like wouldn't you I say heard. that only due to covid 
No, 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 no. It was even before COVID. Before it's COVID? because yes, because pressure has been put on like the system okay. that like this is not working. Like Rikers, it's it's not working. The change needs it, to come. Yeah. So it's it's shifting. It's not perfect, but it is shifting. The second thing that I wanted to say um, was that the system definitely does need to change. I agree. Like I said, I have a caseload of about 289 cases. I am only one person. Sure, like, sure. So when you think about that, there needs to be more resources pushed towards the prosecutors, sure. pushed towards hiring more people, pushed towards allowing us to get more money for what we do because it's nearly right. impossible. It's hard for us to continue with this work and to do it to the best of our abilities if we have all the, like such a high caseload. Yeah, and we don't really have too much things to, uh, at our disposal. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, like uh, Ja was saying, things can get pushed under the rug. Sad to say, but if you only have one person and they're dealing with nearly 300 cases... Yeah, what you think is going to happen, right? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. yeah, I get it 100%. But that's why it goes back to hiring more people. Yep. You were telling me before, like, it's really an understaffed. Yes. Like, so, like, how yes. you deal with 200 cases... That's be that's bonkers to me, like, and then <laughs> being is. a black woman, a black woman prosecutor is yeah. just even harder. Yeah, explain that though. I, I do want to know like how you feel being a black woman mm -hmm. prosecutor. That's tough. I and think, that's gangster. I, I love it. Thank you. I, I think it. one of the things that's hard is just like staying true to yourself. But I think that I've been through enough in my life to understand that's just that's the, I'm never folding in that area. Like I'm never gonna not be me. I. I've heard people, you know, come to me who and even say, like, you know, like, just even my hair, like, you having hair this way, like, that's really dope, like, because that's another thing as a black woman. How are you going to wear your hair to work? Like, are you going to, you know, do... That's in corporate America. It, it, yeah, yeah. So it's just like, there's just, I'm staying true to me. Um, but it's hard because people, the majority of people that I work with, I would say it's, we're just so different. And yeah, it makes yeah. it hard to have genuine and open conversations which i feel like is so needed during this time of like high tensions because the only way to push forward is to understand like other people but how do you do that but do you think it's needed for a melting pot in that culture or do you think it should be more of people of african descent because people can't really understand you unless it's culture unless they come from your culture it's like having yeah. like a black educator yeah. you know like that's that's a really interesting point and then um, it goes back to um what's that not psychology but not, anthrop not anthropology what's that what's that one where they talk about people Mm. Oh, I think it's psychology. One of them is either psychology or anthropology. But at the same time, what they were saying, the whole concept is: granted, you got you got that culture, you have that culture. Just you just have to have the understanding that we are two different cultures. Yes, you I get what I'm yeah, saying? no, I do agree. We are two different cultures, but we still have to coincide together. I think that. Uh, so, Jai, you brought up the point of like, do should we have more of us or in there? I I agree with you, Brian, in that it's like. I don't think we need more of us necessarily. That would be nice and ideal, but also just being from New York, like it's not just us two. There's plenty of other cultures. Like human. you gotta understand, like we have, you know, it's just so many different cultures. So we need everyone, but we do need to come to that understanding like we're different and we're all needed here, but you know, it is what it is. Like I'm different from you, you're different from me. We represent two different things, but how do we make this work? Like and that's how tough we gonna, though. How do you do that? Yeah, how are yeah. we gonna like live within a society? How are we gonna function? I operate? think we would have to really get rid of fear. The problem is a lot of people I would I would say in my experience of working, I think there's 
what drives them is fear and inferiority yes and and because of that fear that's why they're not willing to take that step like you said of that understanding 100%. it's just always going to be well i'm scared of this so i'm not going to you know talk to you about this or i'm not going to approach this like i'm just gonna feel how i feel or say what i say behind closed doors and act like everything is good when in reality it's not 100%. and and, and we just we're not moving anywhere we're not moving forward how often do you speak to your co-workers uh it all depends i <laughs> it all depends because I like you said right now it takes times where we do need those healthy yeah. conversations I think, absolutely I we think, all need that support yeah we do but i think that i've come to the realization that you know people are people so it's really no shade to anyone it's just that there are some people who are more open and willing to have tough conversations Versus others who are just not there. And so... You gotta I, give people credit. I just... I know who I can vibe with. I know who I can speak with. And mm. and, and I don't really take it personally. Yeah. Like, More power to you again. <laughs> don't you know what I'm Again. Like, I love it. I love it. And you were speaking about just the shift of how the things was in New York from the 80s to now. Yeah. Um, what would you tell people that's, like, young to do? Like, mm -hmm. what we need to do? Like, do we got to knock them doors down yeah. and go downtown? Well, like, what, like, what I just got to give you guys y'all props because I'm just so proud of you guys. I've been looking at what you've been doing in the community um, and just, like, standing up for black women, just standing up for black people and really being the voices and just giving people education through your platform. You're about to make me cry. So, like, shout out to y'all because that is what we need to be doing. That's honestly. Because it all relates, like it all, like everything really relates. Mm -hmm. It's it's and for the people who are coming after us, like the young people, I would say that they just need to keep showing up and showing out. Like there's so much to learn, like so much knowledge to be soaked soaked up. Like we have YouTube, like we have so many podcasts, we have so many different platforms, Instagram, like that you can learn and you can really connect with people. Like even if you slid in somebody's DM just on some like, hey, like you know, like people really, most people are not gonna like be like, hey, I'm not gonna talk to you. So you know, it, it's just about shooting your shot, seeing mm -hmm. what what you could do, and how far and, it could go. Yeah, I like that. Like, that's solid. That's that's real thorough. Yeah. Now nah, it's definitely needed right now, and I applaud you for your excellence, your Thank victory you. once again. Mm -hmm. It's really tough to be a black prosecutor and just being a black woman. You spoke about just different leverages of education from mm -hmm. YouTube podast mm -hmm. whatever it is how you how important you think school is right now see yeah this is we went to the same college know. you know so it's like how, how important you think school is to the young to it's, you it's so this is a, such an interesting thing because i feel like my entire first of all i come from a jamaican family so boop, boop. oh what am i saying i'm not being saying see it man <laughs> i tell you though so, so I was always pressured to like go to school, do the school thing. Like that was just, they were like, be a doctor, be a lawyer. Like that's what I was told. Um, but I don't really think that's the necessarily the only path to success, especially now. Like people making money off of YouTube. Like that's, that's crazy. But Literally from people just watching. Just them. watching. Right. So I... I'm always going to push education. I'm not going to say yeah, that. I don't. That's your upbringing. Right. It's so much to learn. Life right. is a never-ending classroom. That's Definitely. What was, that's what but I, I think that whatever works for that individual, whether it's a trade or, you know, whatever they want to do, like, it's not, it doesn't have to necessarily, like, you don't have to be a lawyer to be successful. You know, you don't have to be a doctor, a doctor to be successful. Like, however you want to use your platform, whatever you want to use your talents that God gave you, like, just, you know, do that. But 
I do think that you should still continue to soak up knowledge. You're never too old to learn. You're never, you know, you don't know everything. Like, you could be 50 and still learn from somebody who's 20. Mm -hmm. So, um, I would just say that, uh, yeah, always try to learn. I try to, like, always learn every day. Yeah, we're a student in growth mode. Yeah, right? you know always. So, let me ask you, um, is it fair to say that African-Americans, like, of various ages, young, old, don't really matter, because we were talking about school, mm -hmm. not really too familiar with the constitution i i in my experience i would say that's a fact that's a that fact. that that a lot of people are not familiar with the constitution and it's crazy fun fact i actually used to carry a little packet of the constitution with me everywhere i went yeah you gotta study that no you was you, yeah. you, you, you was like my like that's one nice. of my professors in um at ub i don't know if you remember uh, professor lay oh wow he, he's a black man no he's white but nah, I love it. I love he's it. Cool. He's really cool. So one I time it. I had class I with him. Name, I had class with him, and it was like he was like, "Hey, like, does anyone carry the Constitution?" <laughs> and I was like, "I actually do." He was like, "Whoa!" Wow, and I yeah. pulled it out. Move, right? Yeah, yeah, it really did. Because like no one does. Uh -huh. Like, why would you, right? Like, but you should because that's all your rights right there. And you live in the place where you at least should know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If something goes wrong and they trying to like charge you with something, yeah. Like, know your rights. Exactly. So back to what I was trying to say is, would you agree that we should start implementing um a little bit more? How can I say it? curriculums based on yeah. constitutions in, in, in school? I definitely think so. I definitely do. I think the same way how we talk about like, oh, we should learn more about stuff that like we can actually use as, as adults, like yeah. you know, like trying to buy a house mm -hmm. or stuff like that. Yeah, we should definitely know our constitutional rights, like because you're always gonna need it. Like it's it it's in everything, like right to you know First Amendment speech. Um, whether people can search you, so yeah, Fourth Amendment, like it's just it. It's important. Yeah, being a black man in America, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know my race as sternly as I'm supposed to, but it's like you said, it's very important. So yeah. I'm about to start carrying. Even bearing so. arms, like the right to yeah, carry, yeah. like that's the Second Amendment. How so. you feel about that being in New York City? We don't have the... Yeah. Like, what's your personal thought about bearing arms in New York City? It's tough because, I mean, once you leave the city and kind of, like, you go upstate or you go to Suffolk, everything kind of changes. changes. Like, you go, like, Syracuse. And, yeah, yeah like, it changes. Don't go to Long Island. Yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy because Long Island is right there. From, no, right, from, it's so close. Like, from the city, but, like, Long Island... They, 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 they're more able to, like, yep. more freely. Yeah, they can. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, like. it is. But, I mean, I I think that everybody should be able to use, you know, have their right to do whatever they want to do. Um, but it's all about where we live. We live in New York City, so can't really. No, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. We were speaking about New York, you know, how states vary with different laws and policies. Mm -hmm. Do you think it should be a universal, like, justice, like, law or like a universal policy for all states like it's not gonna work yeah. it's not gonna work I why lived, do you think it don't work though? i lived in iowa for about three years um when i went to law school and At Drake, right? yep and it's crazy because like being a new yorker and then moving to iowa is like it's so weird because it's a totally different place like well, they don't got oxtail there Mm, no, just corn, just corn. Like it's known for corn. You got no rice, no rice, no white rice. rice they got peas. that. No, no rice and peas. <laughs> rice and peas. Nah, there's no. It's yeah. It's a totally different place. Um, a lot of my uh, like, uh, like students that 
well, I wouldn't even call them friends. I would just say classmates, I guess. They basically kind of grew up in a lot of small towns. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, some of them are farmers or, like, kids of farmers. So their experience is just totally different. And, like, just to give y'all, like, a funny story, I remember when I got there, it was raining really hard. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, it's raining. Like, you know, like, in New York, we just be like, dang, because once it's, it's raining, yeah. like, your day is just like, it's just like, uh, like, you know, you got to go through hoops and hurdles. No, this person put me in check. He was like, no, the crops will grow. And I'm like, what? Interesting. But see, they, they really believe in agriculture. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes sense though. Yeah, sense. he was like, no, this is a great thing, like mm-hmm. for the crops. Yeah. Like their crops will be able to like flourish. And I was just like. I mean, that's how they got to eat. Right, we all got to eat. But it was yeah, like, yeah. it was a humbling moment because I never had to think about like where food came from. Like mm-hmm. It was it's never different. focused. Yeah, it's a totally. So when you talk about um, like, can we get universal this? I don't think so. I just think that because our like the way we've grown up is different, like our lifestyles are different. I don't think you can focus on certain things and just make it universal. Yeah, because like New York is singular. Yeah, it can't be. Because New York versus um, we said Iowa. Yeah, Iowa versus New York versus California, like it's just three different, like all fifty different lifestyles. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but I would think that like it should be justice on all grounds. Of course, but justice to. It's weird. That's what I'm saying, Justice though. is different to different people, which is like, I, I don't necessarily understand that because I feel like there's certain things that's just human rights that we're asking for. But it seems that, like, they're just, people just will never agree. Yeah. I don't know. So what, what would you feel like you need to do? Like, you being you, mm-hmm. you staying solid, you being just you. Mm-hmm. What do you have to do to change that again? Um... It's hard. That's a hard question because the only thing that I can do or that I try to do is just apply pressure on people that mm-hmm. like I meet. Um, but I've kind of gotten to a place where I'm like, all right, I don't know if like I don't know if people can change. Like there's certain like things that I don't know if like even when you bring the facts, you bring the statistics, you bring the all of this stuff to certain people, it's like it doesn't matter because I truly believe that some people don't operate off of logic. Like, they only operate off of, like, emotion. So, when you bring them logic, you can't argue, like, logic with someone who doesn't operate off of logic. Mm -hmm. Like, even Jay-Z once said, like, you can't argue with a fool because those from a distance will never know who's who. Like, it makes no sense. Like, so, I, I don't know. I would like to be optimistic that things will be better or that we can make things better. But... I think, like I said earlier to you guys, all we can do is like focus on our communities, and that's it. Just make our communities better. No, like, I'm not trying to change other people who can't even relate to us. Exactly. Would you? Would you see yourself? You spoke about um, previously about like the power of network. It's so yeah. important, you know, especially in the system that you're in. Yep. And the industry that you're in. Do you see yourself one day having like your own platform, having that support system for people coming after you? Absolutely. That would definitely be a oh, yeah, main goal. Law and yeah. services. Talk Back. dirty. Yeah. Right. Have your own law firm. Yeah. Might hire my niece or my daughter. Yeah, or for like real. That. Yeah, for like real. because it, that is, that's beautiful. Even me just thinking about it, it's just like, yeah, that's amazing. I feel like, yeah, y'all just, yeah, yeah, it's all sentimental. Then once you start thinking about it, you just mm-hmm. manifest it. You work on it. Yeah, we get there. Let me ask you, what's the toughest, the toughest case you encountered so far? Hmm, that's so yeah. I don't know. Toughest case. As far as as far as when he and I hope 
and I and I and quote me if I'm um, correct me if I'm wrong, Jacquemon. I hope he's saying as far as like you trying to do your job to the best of your ability. Mm -hmm. I'm saying carrying out good judgment. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And still, and still make sure that um you take you 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 handle that individual mm -hmm. justicely. Yeah. Um. They're all kind of like challenging, so it's it's hard to say the toughest toughest one, one um, because yeah, they're really challenging. The, the ones that I think are really um, kind of like crazy is like people who are driving while they're like impaired or under the influence of alcohol, because in those cases, sometimes no one is harmed. Right, mm -hmm. like there's no like it's not always where they get into an accident and harm someone else. Sometimes they just get pulled over. crash into a parked car okay. or flip their car, like and and they get served in justice for that. Well, you shouldn't be driving drunk. Drunk, yeah, so, yeah absolutely. So the but... thing is, the thing is that that's what I'm saying. It's tough in the regard that all right, you have to think about crimes that are not necessarily crimes because an injury was done to someone else. But they're crimes because the law says this it's is literally crime. crime. And then property damage. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough, though. That's like a real blurry situation. I don't like, know. And you want to prevent people from doing that. Because let's say it was your family member or you. Like, you got into a situation where someone hurt you or mm -hmm. you died because someone was driving mm -hmm. down. You don't want that. You don't yeah. want to facilitate or promote that type of behavior. But that's a, it's tough because there's not always a um, injury or harm done in those types of cases. It's just right. literally the cops noticed someone was weaving in and out. And then they're like, hey, like, do you consent to us, like, doing a, te a test on you? They breathe in the test, and then they find out that they're above the blood alcohol mm -hmm. content. Which I think it's 0 0.07 or 0 something? 0.08, yeah. It's great areas. It's great areas. However, at the same time, what's wrong is wrong. Yeah. And it's rules, it's rules as yeah. well. Yeah. But then it's like sometimes those rules and those policies that they have in place should be adjusted a little bit. Like, you, let me ask you: when you look at those laws and policies, and mm -hmm. you see the changes, you won't be like, "Yo, this is outdated a little bit." Like, we in twenty twenty now. Well, Let's yeah, it's interesting that you say that because I um, there's like there's a particular law that used to um, pertain to like people who would carry gravity knives like you're not supposed to have like a gravity knife I don't know if you guys have ever seen that but it's like a weird kind of knife but it's like an outdated type of knife like if you were to have it now like mm -hmm. basically the law changed I think last year saying that you can carry gravity knives now. But it, yeah but even like those little knives like that people carry like pocket knives mm -hmm. like if it's less than six inches like I, I don't know like I think that's like, is it a problem? Is it an issue? I don't think it's an issue. Like, I've I've actually had to, um, you know, speak to sometimes supervisors. Like, hey, like the knife was like like literally a baby knife. Like, is this really like worth being charged? You know. But take me um, to experience if somebody has that knife, whatever, mm -hmm. right? Because I don't really you you a prosecutor, you, mm -hmm. you know everything. Mm -hmm. So if somebody has a six lower than six inches and is legal mm -hmm. and it's in a situation when they have the self defense. Mm -hmm. And they are charged with it. Has yeah. there been cases like that? I haven't really seen like a um, like okay. So that would be usually probably be a menacing case because when you use like a a weapon to use it against somebody else, it's mm -hmm. usually charged as menacing, and then probably an assault, um, and then probably harassment. Um, I haven't really seen cases where someone was like actually injured and they did it because of self-defense. But you always gotta look at the the facts and the 
the um not just like the situation what happened because sometimes people be lying too mm -hmm. like they'd be like oh yeah like i did this and they actually was the one who initiated it like they'll be like oh i defended myself but they actually initiated mm -hmm. the fight mm -hmm. so they're lying mm -hmm. so it's just like it, it's you gotta really just take it all in a case-by-case -case basis but like I said with you, like, I'm always trying to figure out what happened, figure out what are the holes, like, and is someone lying? Like, are you lying? But how you call somebody bluff in 2020 now if they mm -hmm. lying? Yeah, Virg like virtually, though. You, listen, nah, <laughs> virtually, I, okay. I like that. I like so, that. I like that. But like interestingly, that. Like okay, so I had a, another interesting case that was, like, super strange. It was um, a boyfriend and girlfriend situation. Allegedly... The boyfriend called the girlfriend over to his house, but had another girl there. And then it became a situation where boyfriend says that girlfriend took his stuff, like uh, like his valuables, like he had a lot of stuff and she took it. So, you know, if you're going off a of he said, she said, that's really hard because she's saying she never took anything. He's saying that she took that, everything. Mm hmm. And then also I'm getting like videos of things, like recordings, but it's not really showing me anything. So you just feel like, you start to feel like, okay, am I a prosecutor or am I just like, like, yeah, like, am I just like being used yeah. to like, you know, in this like dispute, like between boyfriend and girlfriend? Yeah, I couldn't do that shit. <laughs> and it's like, this is very serious to some people. They're like, oh, this costs over a thousand dollars. Like I want my stuff back. So... It's just like, I feel like you start to put pressure and the truth ends up coming out. Um, in that situation, I ended up getting a call later from boyfriend saying that he found his stuff in the house. His cleaning lady um, actually like put it behind his dresser. And yeah, I had to dismiss the case. But he, but he wasn't lying though because he technically wasn't there. <laughs> he didn't so, know. So like, he didn't, he didn't know, know who took it. Yeah, but you know, it's like, all right, if... You know, it wasn't true. She didn't take his stuff. So she was telling the truth the entire time. She said she never took his stuff. And even if she did move it behind the dresser, that's not a crime. At all. It's not. See, she that's what I'm saying, though. In the house. Yeah. At the same time, right, how about this? Um, say now, you say you, 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 do, you, do, you do domestic um, mm -hmm. cases. How, how about like mother and father with the kid, right? Oh my gosh! Yeah. I personally don't like those types of cases. Yeah. That's like child, like those. Yeah, like child abuse or oh, yeah, like um, like stuff where like it's sometimes it's accidents. Like I've had um parents who they left the water running while the kid was like getting prepared for a bath, like like some set of shit. Yeah, and they <laughs> fell asleep, and you know, yeah, literally like, like the that with the, right baby. There, yeah. the baby. And it's accidents. It doesn't make them a bad parent, Person, yeah. you know. So happen, yeah. those those cases are just type tough. Like, I don't know if you got. I don't know if you watch. I, I texted you like off camera. I was like, "Yo, you ever seen All Rise?" No, I haven't. I haven't seen that. Oh my, yo, Brunette, I'm gonna hug you. You need to watch. She's a black judge, mm -hmm. and she's all about justice. So you just just type in um All Rise, mm -hmm. and she has two, it's one season right now, but it's two seasons like right now. It's on TV, but all about justice. You watch that show, Brunette? You can like, yo, that's me. Mm -hmm. You probably better. That's it. TV. Yeah. You know what I'm okay. I'm it's a good show because it's all about justice and, and you see the injustice that goes on every day. Mm -hmm. And kind of, I kind of want to go into like just a normal black person drama, right? And like, let's say it's not a DUI to get pulled over, and you talk about exercising your rights mm -hmm. and the amendments, right? Mm -hmm. What is things that we need to know as 
black men. Yeah. Just black people. Mm -hmm. Um, Stay calm. That's number one. I know it's very hard to, even me, like I've had police officers like drive behind me and I'm like getting kind of like nervous, like freaking out. But like just stay calm and kind of like don't allow your voice to, you know, get riled up because a lot of times I would say that police officers are trying to fill you out. Like they already can run your plates like just off of like they'll be behind you and they can already run your plates and see whether or not you yeah, have any uh, like a warrant or yep. iCard or anything like that. Uh, iCard is essentially just a way of saying like, okay, that you're a person of interest. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, they can see all of that just off of the plates. But sometimes like a or yep. it's a system they have in the computer they have in their vehicle. Yeah. But sometimes the person who's driving the vehicle is not the person who's, Who? who's the licensed driver that's registered to the car. Mm -hmm. So they don't know everything once they get to you. That's why I would say stay calm because you just, you just don't know. You, you want to figure out you ultimately with them. You just want to figure out what is it they want. Because you just want to get out alive. Like, yeah. you just want to get out of that situation. It's not worth your ego allowing yourself to try to be smarter or act like you're, you know, yeah, both, the, yeah. the, you know, yeah. yeah. Just keep calm. And, you know, one of the things that I start to notice even is that um, sometimes police officers may not tell you why they're stopping you. So just let them talk. Like, let them talk because you don't even need to talk. The only thing they You don't think it should be... Like, ask why are you stopping me? I sir, like, you know, they do I, to why I, you stopping me, I sir? do think it oh, should yeah. be asked, but I, I feel like the less talking you do is better for you. Because everything is also recorded now. They have body cams. So it's like, when they come to you, they're usually supposed to turn it on, like, as soon as they start talking to I you. I didn't know that. Yeah, they are. They're supposed to turn their body cam on. If you see them, you could be like, okay, is your body cam on? Oh, you can say that. Yeah, All because right. it's supposed to be turned on once they stop you. So, I, if you want to say anything, is your body cam on? And a lot of people be like, oh, ready to get their phone and start recording? No, yeah. put it on now. You know what's crazy? Like, I see the red, white, and blue. I see that American flag. Get your, I, I get nervous. Yeah, I draw. Yeah, I pull over. Yeah. I be like, <laughs> I grab my phone. Yeah, like, nah, I'd be scared. yeah, no, and right. If you want to record, that's fine. But like, honestly, their body cams is supposed to be on, so that. hold them accountable. Like, you know what I mean? Um, and I just say let them do the talking because they're being recorded. Like it, so it is good for you and them, honestly. But I think that they're supposed to tell you what they're stopping for. They usually do. They'd be like, oh, your tent is too, you're like, you know, mm -hmm. dark or whatever. And, you or you made a wrong turn. turn or you be been doing this that. Yeah. Whatever it is. You're a black man. Just black. give them the license, whatever they ask for, and just, okay, all right, cool. Like, just they, to, yeah. Just to bring it back. Like, not to cut you off. Cause it's, it's fine. I'm just over here just smiling, just, just taking it in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm just taking it in. Because... One hundred percent fact, mm -hmm. and I cannot deny it. Mm -hmm. You wanna know why? Cause it's like, it's like you going. You gonna take it back to grade school. It's like you going to the principal office. Yeah. And when you're at the principal office, what you doing? You waiting to understand what's going on. Exactly. You know what I'm exactly. So it's like, yeah. And I'm bring it back to my boy over there. Cause like, how many cases people in in, in situations with the, with the law? They like this. The law don't know what you're going for. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why not just wait and let them do yeah, their job? Yeah. I'm just okay. 
All right, what you want? Less like, is more. Yeah, like, Less is more. Once you go yeah. like this, everything becomes a problem. What everything. are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm scared. Like, I don't understand. I don't know what you have, and now I gotta protect myself. And but also, like I said, that's why the body can't take advantage of it because this mm -hmm. is what everybody asked for. Mm -hmm. They was like, oh, we think everything should be recorded. All right, now it's recorded. I'm really gonna exercise the right of just your whole. Put your body camera on that. Because I didn't know. I swear I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The question's got to be asked. I'm not yeah. mad at that. Question's got to be asked. Yeah. But certain, certain times, certain time you just want to, you just want to let things just, like, like, just flow out. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Just, just go with the process. Once they done doing what they doing, mm -hmm. then we go about our business. Yeah. But it's, it's no, like, it doesn't make sense how body cameras is implemented and mm -hmm. people are still dying, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't understand that. I mean, I it's weird because, like, it, again, varies state to state. Um... But you know, it's it's crazy. It it really is crazy that we have body cams and people. You are. said it very state to state. Did you see? I seen a tweet probably like a couple days ago about the death penalty. We spoke about that a little bit prior to this. Mm -hmm. Um, are they? It's supposed to be done, right? They saying There's that some states, I believe, see, I that know. still have it. In New York has it as well. I don't think we're. Yeah, I don't think we have that. Yeah. I yeah, I don't feel like I. No matter what kind of crime you. I mean, I don't know. Like what kind of crime or the the, the level of crime that somebody could yeah to be on that? Death so even okay, so let me ask you something. Even if someone like killed someone in your family, you wouldn't feel like that person would deserve death. Penalty? I would feel like they need to just go to jail for a very long time. I would time. feel like I gotta kill that person myself. No, <laughs> let me stop. However, at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, it's, it's, it's a messy situation. You know what I'm saying? I will feel very hurtful. I would really want vengeance. Like mm -hmm. I would want vengeance. Like I'm not gonna lie, but. I don't think that I could personally, you know what I'm saying, take somebody out, life. out of life. So y'all don't really feel like eye for an eye, then? I mean, yeah. no, I believe in that. It yeah, I probably like, cut your finger off, like, my, like all that. Yeah, I probably do that, but kill you now, I don't know if I kill you. You know what I'm saying? I probably nah, see, it, 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 it kind of goes to, like, yeah. the person and, like, how they value things. Because mm -hmm. me personally... You take away my family, like my mom, my, mm -hmm. my wife, my brother, like yeah. stuff like that. I'm coming after your ass, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But in certain situations, you got to understand before you react. Yeah. And I think that personally, it just depends on a person. Mm -hmm. But like, do you think like, it, like let's say a judge, right? Mm -hmm. Do you think like it depends on the judge and like how they value things and their morality when they like, you know, have a case in front of them? Uh, they're not supposed to really incorporate all that. Like, they're just supposed to follow the law. Like, but you know, there's there's been even we've seen like with the situation with Meek and like people started to How question you feel about like that? whether you know I really didn't look too much into, into it. it. Yeah. Um, I you know you can there's situations where a judge has to recuse themselves. Like, let's say for example, the judge knows a party. Like, if you if I had to go before a judge, the judge knows me, the judge will have to recuse themselves. Like, they can't be in front of somebody or in front of parties where they have interest in. And mm -hmm. so the, the issue with that situation was, was, was Meek and Nikki performing favors for the judge or like singing for them? Like, was it personal? Was things personal? Um, and that's where it became an issue. Like, was she, did she have an attachment to him? Was she obsessed with him? Like, what's going on? So, yeah, that, that situation is weird because he was in that whole situation for more than 10 years, I believe. Yeah, because he was on probation. Since, I, think I think 19 has, or something yeah, like she that. She stood up on like some of his cases or, that's yeah, crazy. but I really didn't fall into it. But, um, yeah, judges are not supposed to let their emotions or personal stuff get into what they're doing. It's supposed to be strictly following the law, and that's it. Like, 
Next time, you know what's crazy? Next time I see you, you gonna have your own platform. <laughs> what I'm saying? I'm gonna see that afro, see the, see the, see the locks, you know what I'm saying? We gonna embrace all that black culture. You know, still sharp, still be out of here. Mm -hmm. Love is love, y'all. You know the vibes, baby. It was amazing.